Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, a new study shows HIV-positive men who take antiretroviral medication on a regular basis have pretty much zero chance of spreading the infection to others. President Trump gets plenty of pushback on his proposed transgender military service ban. And convicted Philly gay basher Catherine Knott now says she was acting in self-defense when she shattered the jaw of a gay man in 2014. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. A new groundbreaking study in Australia shows that when HIV-positive gay men take antiretroviral medications on a regular basis, it can pretty much zero out their chance of spreading the infection to others during sex. The results of a large-scale study of gay men, the largest ever trial on HIV transmission risk among gay men, presented at the 9th International AIDS Conference on HIV Science in Paris this week, explored the sex lives and HIV rates of more than 350 homosexual couples where one person is HIV positive. The couples were from Brazil, Thailand, and Australia. Each couple reported their sexual activity when visiting clinics involved in the trial, and HIV-negative partners were regularly tested to diagnose whether any new infections occurred. After almost 17,000 sexual encounters without condoms between them over four years were noted, none of those resulted in new infections. Professor of Epidemiology at the University of New South Wales in Australia, Andrew Grulich, who led the study, reported that there was not a single linked HIV infection in these couples. Nobody became infected from their partner. However, it's notable to say Three new infections were discovered during the trial, but analysis of the virus showed that they had come from sex outside the relationships, not the person on treatment within the couple. There is a caveat, however. Sex without a condom is not necessarily advised due to other sexually transmitted infections. Grulich told reporters that this group had very high STIs, adding that 20% of the men in the trial developed sexually transmitted infections, but there were zero HIV infections. Stay tuned. The big LGBTQ story of the week was President Trump's sudden surprise announcement that U.S. military would not accept or allow transgender service members to participate in military duty. An estimated 8,800 transgender soldiers are currently serving in the U.S. Armed Forces and 6,700 serving in the Guard or Reserve Forces, according to the Williams Institute. Ironically, this was to be one of the White House's themed weeks, being American Heroes Week. Surprised by the news, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Marine General Joe Dunford, sent a memo to the service chiefs Thursday saying there will be no change in current policy on transgender troops until Secretary of Defense Mattis receives direction from President Trump, making it clear there had been no formal policy guidance issued from the White House. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, a member of the Armed Services Committee, 
penned an open letter to Secretary of Defense James Mattis asking him to reconsider Trump's surprise ban. The letter, signed by 44 other senators, urged the Pentagon to at least let the Department of Defense finish a review on the issue before bringing in new policy. Gillibrand was joined by 42 Democratic senators, as well as Independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine. Gillibrand and the senators wrote, We strongly oppose this policy change and urge you to advise the president against it. Additionally, a new Reuters-Ipsos opinion poll released this week shows 58% of Americans agree transgender military members should be allowed to serve. Only 27% said definitively no. Also, after calling Donald Trump a do-no-harm kind of guy in the past, Log Cabin Republicans President Gregory Angelo issued a press release in response which read, This smacks of politics, pure and simple. The United States military already includes transgender individuals who protect our freedom day in and day out. Excommunicating transgender soldiers only weakens our readiness, it doesn't strengthen it. The president's statement this morning does a disservice to transgender military personnel and reintroduces the same hurtful stereotypes conjured when openly gay men and women were barred from service during the military's Don't Ask, Don't Tell era. In protest, acclaimed out singer-songwriter Rabel released a new song this week, The Village, to send a message to the LGBTQ community, writing, quote, To anyone that feels like an outsider, the problem isn't you, it's the village. I don't know how else to raise my voice than in a song, and so I wrote a song for you, hashtag trans rights are human rights, hashtag the village. The mournful yet uplifting tune, written in February, focuses on issues of isolation that arise with the exploration of one's sexuality and gender identity. The lyrics urge the listener to remember that there's nothing wrong with them. The issue is with those who treat them differently. Rabel was apparently in the process of shooting a music video for the track earlier this month, but felt moved to release the track as a sign of solidarity following Trump's tweet intending the ban on transgender service members. Let's take a listen to Rabel's new anthem of personal pride and community, The Village. John don't get it And you can't tell grandma Cause her heart can't take it And she might not make it They say don't dare Don't you even go there Cutting off your long hair You do as you're told Till you wake up Go put on your makeup This is just a phase You're gonna outgrow there's something wrong in the village, in the village. Oh, they stare in the village, in the village. Oh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's true, it's true. There's something wrong with the village, with the village. There's something wrong. 
Feel the rumors follow you from Monday all the way to Friday dinner. You got one day of shelter, then it's Sunday hell to pay you, young lost sinner. Well, I've been there sitting in that same chair, whispering that same prayer half a million times. It's a lie, though, burying disciples. One page of the Bible isn't worth a life. There's something wrong in the village, in the village. Oh, they stare in the village, in the village. Oh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's true. After being convicted of assault and reckless endangerment of a gay couple in Philadelphia, Catherine Knott spent five months in jail for her part in attacking a gay couple which left one man's jaw wired shut for eight months to recover from the horrific attack. Now, facing civil trial, she is claiming self-defense. You may recall that in 2014, Catherine Knott and 14 of her young 20-something friends were celebrating a birthday in Philly's Center City area. Crossing paths with the gay couple, Zachary Hess and Andrew Hott, the rowdy crowd brutally beat the couple while shouting anti-gay slurs. In addition to Hott's shattered jaw, his eye socket was broken in the attack. Knott is now facing a civil suit from the victims who are seeking $500,000 in damages from her and two men in the group, Philip Williams and Kevin Harrigan. Her attorney has filed documents in which she now claims her actions constituted self-defense. Her legal response says that the victims may have been injured, but it only happened because she was defending herself from Hess, Hot, and their friends. Ahem. The victims were alone that night, folks. So who those friends, not says she was supposedly afraid of, is unclear. 
all other persons involved in the assault were in Knott's group of friends. Knott's plea stands in direct contradiction with her own testimony under oath during the criminal proceedings that led to her conviction. While she now claims that she acted in self-defense, she's testified then she, quote, never touched a soul nor uttered any LGBTQ slur. P.S. Witnesses at the trial say that the encounter began when one of those 15 friends shouted anti-gay slurs at the victims. Not surprisingly, Not also blames her buddies Harrigan and Williams for the victim's injuries. In what was clearly predictable, Harrigan and Williams each have now filed a response blaming the other two co-defendants for the outcome. The trial, scheduled to begin in September, will obviously show the three co-defendants pointing their fingers at the other two saying, he did it, she did it, he did it, he did it, whatever. In the initial trial, Prosecutors also pressed charges against Harrigan and Williams, but they accepted a plea bargain that resulted in probation. Not the daughter of a suburban police chief, rejected that plea bargain and took her case to trial, where she lost bigly. Stay tuned on further developments. In sporting news, congratulations to out-UK diver Tom Daly, who snagged the gold medal last weekend at the World Aquatics Championships in Budapest. The triumph surely helped smooth some heartache for Daly after a disappointing Olympic showing in Rio last year where he was eliminated in the semifinals. His victory included beating the Olympic gold medalist Chin Asen of China. Congratulations, world champion Tom Daly. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy the podcast please make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes, and then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.